Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 84 of Those Muckrakers. I'm Pete. And I'm Pat. And, uh, god damn. I've, it has been a long time since we've done an episode where I'm just tired and angry and don't want to do anything. Yeah, it's also been a long time since we've done an episode where I just don't have any notes and really don't have that much to talk about. So uh, this is going to be a delight for everyone that's here, just like ready to go and like hear us do a podcast, which we will pound out, and it'll be great and exciting and energetic. Well, <sighs> uh, today, in a, I guess we'll start with a, a Dear Wesley. Um, <laughs> We're still doing is... Dear Wesley's. Oh, yeah. This one's entitled, Dear Wesley, Husband Won't Defend Wife from Shunning by His Family. Well, I'm a 47-year-old woman married to the love of my life for seven years ago. I three can't believe ago, I've known you for this long and didn't know that about you. Well, three years ago, my husband's cousin and her mother told him they didn't like me and didn't want me around, but I only found out about it two years ago. I feel humiliated and it's uncomfortable for me to be around any of them now. I don't get invited most of the time, and that's okay with my husband. I want him to address and resolve it, but he hasn't and won't. In addition, we have had some major marital issues. I want him to stand up for me and for us and for our marriage. I haven't done anything wrong, but I feel like I'm being punished because he won't take a stand. He and his family have swept the whole thing under the rug for so long, neither of us knows exactly what to do next. Please kindly advise. Um, get it? I, I, I say get a divorce. <laughs> so I mean, meh, screw it. It's over. Next. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I don't know. I need more details than that. It's uh, like it's not giving me too much to go on here. Well, anytime someone's like, and I've done nothing wrong, I'm like, yeah, but people generally don't shun you just because. That's a pretty extreme reaction. You're probably really annoying. <laughs> She's, um, that could be it, but I don't know. Well, I mean, also she's demanding her husband resolve it instead of just talking to the family herself, you know? There is that, too. But, I mean, I understand it could be awkward talking to someone else's family, but they've been married for how long now? Seven years, so they're technically your family. Talk to them, bitch. Yeah, yeah, they're your family, too. Just go have at it. Maybe maybe the reason they don't like you is because you never talk to them. Maybe, yeah, they're... Maybe, maybe they're writing a letter right now going, uh, Dear Wesley, my uh, sister-in-law has shunned me for three years. I don't know. Yeah, I yeah. think getting she shunned by your, I think getting shunned by your family's fine. I'm fine with that. Like, you know, I think that's good, especially your in-law family. Not even your real family, but like your annoying family. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I actually can't imagine a better situation than a significant other's family just wanting nothing to do with me because that sounds like a uh, a perfect matrimony right there, doesn't it? Like, that's an ideal setup. You know, you don't have to meet new people that you're not going to like. I mean, I don't like my current family get-togethers because I don't really know anyone. We don't have anything in common. It's super awkward. Now, do that again, but with one degree of separation where I'm just marrying into a family, and now I have to hang out with these people, and they all want to talk to me and be like, oh, what do you do for a living? I see. My son had that position a long time ago when he was still coming up in the world. And I'll be like, eh, what are you marrying into, like, a Charles Dickens family? Yes. That's what uh, I see. Yeah, fucking, I don't know, man. Like, uh, a lot of these things we read are people that are obsessed with their family, and they're like, I want to spend more time with my family. But my, I'm like, I don't know, maybe oh. I'm just, maybe, yeah, maybe I'm not family-oriented, but I'm just like, yeah, I could take it or leave it. Yeah, yeah. If uh, they want nothing to do with me, then fantastic. That gives me my Saturdays back. 
Exactly. Um, but it's also like her putting it all on her husband too. Like, I can already see why they don't like you, lady. You're a bit much, and we've only read a dear Wesley about you. Yeah. What would Wesley's advice about all this be? Do you reckon? Uh, probably sit down and make him some pizza bread. Oh. Wesley, Wesley sent us a video this week of him making pizza bread, and it was so much more delightful than I realized it was going to be, because in the most sensual voice any of our listeners could possibly imagine, Wesley explained the process of, oh, and then you take the bread and you put it down. Oh, and then you spread the ketchup on it. A name brandless ketchup. Oh. If you haven't, uh, if this is your first episode, we have a friend named Wesley uh, who makes poverty food that we realized that we, uh, or at least Pat, used to eat with him back in the day. And it's one of those yeah. weird things about growing up. You're like, hi, hey, uh, y'all. Remember when you we used to eat dust and biscuits? And then you, you get older and you go, oh, that's because we were, like, uh, uncomfortably poor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But Wesley still makes that kind of food. Pizza bread is just, like, bread with ketchup on it and a slice of cheese over it, and you microwave it for a bit. I remember him always doing it in the oven, but nowadays he microwaves it. No, yeah, he, he, just, a... he just put ketchup on bread, right? Wasn't it the original thing? I think so, yeah. But this, this is, like, fancy pizza bread because it had cheese and pepperoni on it and uh, Mrs. Dash. So the Mrs. Dash was weird. That threw me off. It's like, that's for, okay, all right then. That's okay. But well, yeah, that's, that's why it was uh, the ultimate pizza bread, as uh, he called it. It's pizza bread. It's very good. Well, are you ready to get into uh, everything is killing us news? Hell yeah. What's killing us this week, Pat? I mean, oh. Pete. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and just do the podcast yourself at this point. You're already ready for it. No, I'm going to go take a nap. Let me know when it's over. <laughs> Apparently using mouthwash after exercising could negatively impact the cardiovascular benefits. Who uses mouthwash after exercising? What are you exercising? Well, uh, the study uh, found that apparently, I guess, using uh, using mouthwash after working out um, has, uh, what do you call it, instead of reducing blood pressure, uh, it cancels out the benefits? What? Well, yeah. When did this fad start? I've never heard of this, using mouthwash after exercising. I guess people exercise, then hit the shower and brush their teeth and use mouthwash. Oh, huh. Basically, it raises your blood pressure. So the, the, the shower makes sense, but brushing my teeth is still like something I think of as separately from bathing, right? Like, that's something you do after meals, unless you're, like, eating pudding while working out. Well, actually, uh, my good friend, you're not supposed to brush after meals. You're supposed to brush before because the acidity of your food and drink uh, combined with vigorous brushing after meals will destroy your tooth enamel. Ah, uh, okay. Huh. The more you know. Yep. Da -da -da -da. Anyway, mouthwash is historically bad for you anyway. It kills all the good bacteria in your mouth, dries out your gums, and now it raises your blood pressure. Fuck you, Listerine. That's, yeah. How did those old commercials used to go? I don't know. Some spooky dude would be talking about halitosis. Maybe. Anyway, yep. All right. I guess we're done with Listerine then. If you have it, dump it out. I've been done with Listerine. Well, if you have it, keep it in the closet in case you need to get drunk and you're out of booze. That's true. I have like a bottle of it next to the sink, but I haven't used it in forever. So it's kind of covered in dust and gross at this point. I should probably <laughs> throw it out, but I don't want to touch it. Because it's anyway. got dust on it. Yeah, you're slowly becoming Howard Hughes, you know that? 
I guess. Also, it's just good room garnish because it's like a nice green, so it kind of uh, provides decoration. Mm. So then you should just get like a nice, uh, some nice like uh, glass bottles and pour it in that so it looks cool. So you don't have just an old gross Listerine thing hanging out. I so, can, but then wouldn't that be weird if someone just like walked into my bathroom and saw bottles, <laughs> glass bottles full of Listerine everywhere? Well, A, they wouldn't know it was Listerine. Uh, B, uh, if you decorated your bathroom correctly, no, it wouldn't be weird. I think what's more weird is they walk in and it looks like a construction worker's bathroom in there. Uh, maybe. It looks like some big, big Brooklyn construction workers. They just like, that's that's been their bathroom for the last 10 years. Right. Well, I mean, I've been working on that. It's at mm. least 90% closer to being 10% better. Um, oh, so something happened to me the other day, and I'm still still reeling from this. Um, yeah. I was listening to uh, Lumpy Sean Hannity, and I was agreeing with everything he said uh, during this segment, and I did not like that. Are you sure? Sure, you were agreeing with him. Maybe you just mm-hmm. had a concussion. No, because he was attacking somebody that I hate too. Uh, okay. And then it made me sad because I thought, you know, me and Sean Hannity could agree on something only when he's using it as part of his thing to shill for the corporate overlords on the right. Yeah. He was attacking uh, NYC Mayor Bill De Blasio, who is a <laughs> who is a bullshit artist. Like he's a bullshit mayor. I think we talked about this. Did you hear what happened when he went to Iowa to like check on a presidential run? Oh, no, what happened? Bill de Blasio goes to Iowa, and then a bunch of New Yorkers take time off their jobs, fly out to Iowa to follow him to tell him how much he sucks. <laughs> yeah, we did talk about that. I remember yeah. now. But he was on Fox News, I guess, and like... Uh, um, Oh, who's the white supremacist on Fox News with the bad hair that like always tries to say he's not a white supremacist? Almost all of them. Well, I always my my man, my mind keeps wanting to say Shep Smith. It's not Shep Smith. It's the other guy though. Oh, that they love Tucker the, Tucker Tucker Tucker, Tucker Carlson. Carlson. Yeah, yeah. He's just grilling De Blasio. He's like, "You drive an SUV. You have a security team. They're not going to give up their guns, but you want people to give up their guns. You want like is this whole thing and." It's it's just it's dumb arguments that like, you know, he's putting the, the that kind of argument is just like he puts De Blasio in a box and then puts him on the defensive. But what's irritating is De Blasio A is either not smart enough or doesn't care enough to craft a well thought out argument. He's just like we need to ban assault style rifles. Um, I mean, Fo- Fox News doesn't generally get like intelligent liberals to go on their show because they want it to be someone they can easily shout down. Yeah. Well, the problem with any of the, like, a lot of this gun control stuff, you know, because we just had, I think since last episode, we've had, like, 30 more shootings. Um, The problem with the gun control is is people are just yelling out slogans. (laughs) Like, you know, if you look at what's classified as an assault-style weapon, it doesn't actually address the problems of mass shootings. A lot of them are done, like, I think Virginia Tech was done with pistols, you know? Maybe, but I mean, uh, God, what's it called? The something AR-15 has been used for a whole lot of shootings lately. Right. Hold but on. The problem... On our, um, our Muckraker site, I did like a long list of them recently. 
I can pull well, that up and Well the problem is it's not just the it's not assault style weapons. That does that's kind of a meaningless label. If you really want to make people safer, you need reasonable gun legislation. Background checks won't fix it all because some of these people have no prior history with the some of them do, some of them don't. So that won't stop all the shootings, but that'll help. Um but then also nobody's doing research into the guns themselves. You know why the AR-15 is such a deadly uh, gun uh, in why these mass that? shootings? Um, because why of the that? muzzle. It's it's the muzzle velocity. It's the speed and the velocity at which the bullet leaves the muzzle that does a lot more damage than other similar guns. So really, maybe they should look at uh, you know which guns do the most damage, and then also ban fully full auto. That's easy, well, right? Here, here's what we do: we ban AR-15s, and then we start working on what all other guns we can ban. Okay, I found the list. Uh, this is not an exhaustive list, but it's just like some of the highest profile AR-15 mass shootings. Mm -hmm. uh, Sandy Hook, Las Vegas, Parkland, Orlando, um, Odessa, Aurora, uh, Pittsburgh Synagogue, Sutherland Springs, San Bernardino, and Waffle House. And that's just within the past couple years or past one year. Yeah, so the problem is, uh, like, besides the way... Sandy Hook, that one was a while back, but... It's the know. way, like, nobody's thinking about smart ways to group weapons and, like, how... Which weapons should be more restricted than others, you know what I mean? Like, right. because that's... that, like, And that's what bothers me about, like, I, you know, the right's got their, like, they're gonna take our guns, and the left is like, we need to ban long rifles! Right, there's well, no nuance to the arguments, but the problem is, is that what we need to do is get people who want to do something about guns in a position of power and then they can start doing nuance right like but i don't have think but able... i don't they don't want to do nuance though i think they just they, like they will do nuance once they have the ability to do it right now, i don't the think so can't do anything i they don't can't think do so anything the i don't, I don't certainly aren't gonna do it i don't think that they're like, just gonna the, keep pushing for guns forever i don't think that the de blasio and the pelosi's want to do anything about it i think they just I don't, like i don't think those two do certainly not but I think I, I think they I think they just like yelling assault rifles or long guns. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, just buzzwords that can uh, scare people into whipping up or, and showing up to vote. Showing yeah, I, because I, I, it's like I don't know if the media doesn't know anything about guns at all, or if it's just one of those weird like ooh, uh, um, you know, before like the broadcast starts, you just got like a oh long, long gun long gun he was shot with a long gun he was shot with an uh, assault rifle like just like feeling it's, out the words you know what i mean yeah like um if we're like warming up for a podcast i'm like okay peter lemon face ooh lion face ah lemon yeah. face ooh we're just they're like, just like they're like which word is which word is scary for pe a, a bazooka a bazooka hey could this be considered a bazooka and they're like i don't know why not <laughs> Today a man took out a bazooka style gun and you're like it just it irritates me. Peter like, Peter bazookas don't kill people. People kill people. Okay? If I wanted to, I could pick up that alarm clock over there and kill just as many people as I could with a bazooka. So, you know, I should be able to own a bazooka is what I'm saying. I just think that in a very fucked up way, I think that if you're going to go out and kill a bunch of people, you should have to earn it. I don't think people with with uh, I don't yeah. think people with guns are you, you, earning that kill. I agree. You know what? That's been something that's been bothering me forever. Whenever people say, you know, you could kill a lot of people with a knife, yeah, with like twenty years of training, like you have to actually be in shape. You actually have to know what that, you're doing. You have that to learn or, what vitals or, are. That or you have to just go to a kindergarten class and start spinning around. I mean, that could work too, but even because yeah, then, like a dude, a dude did that in China, right? He just like went to a kindergarten class and was just like with a knife. Well, yeah. 
But yeah, and there were what was it one or zero deaths? Like even even with that many tiny little bodies to stab, he didn't kill as many people as someone yeah. with the AR fifteen just and waving just... it in front of a crowd. Listen, I just want to know that if I'm out in public and I get killed in like a mass murder kind of thing, that like the person that killed me really had to try hard to get me. You know what I mean? Like he had to train on the archery range. You know, he had to be good with a knife. Like he had to get me with a rock. If I'm out walking at night and someone comes up to me and is like, give me your money and they draw a gun, I'd be like, oh, fuck. If they came up to me and said, give me your wallet and they draw a knife, I'd be like, oh, no, I'm going to try to run first, okay? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm not even going to say that. If someone pulled a knife and was like, give me your money, I would just be like, meep, meep, and then fucking gone. Because <laughs> um, I've right. been on this, uh, uh, I don't know if we talked about it, but I've been on this workout yeah. regimen. I'm about halfway through. And you know what's really mm-hmm. horrible about dragging yourself through a workout regimen? What's that? Your brain stays lazy, but your body responds so even mm. on the days I don't want to do the workout, like I'm in way better shape. So I'm like doing, so if someone yeah. pulls a knife on me and I'm like, I don't want to do this. My body's going to be like, feet don't fail me now. Like I'm, I'm gone. Like there's no, unless he's also been doing the workout, there's no way he's going to catch me. He pulls a knife on me and I'll be like, sir, I'm, he's like, he pulls a knife and he's like, show me your wallet. And I'm like, show me a gun. <laughs> I'll be like, uh, yeah, show me some other means of uh, taking my, what, goodbye. <laughs> um, but yeah, but my point is like I just—it's the same way that I feel that like everyone's like we got to get the Democrats in office, and I, and I think what they're gonna do is they're gonna—they're gonna get you know uh, Trump the if thing. Trump Trump loses Here's, the presidency, uh, we get a Democrat, and then they all just go, ooh, uh, I like all this NRA money. Mm. It's possible, but here's the thing. Before Trump, we had real scientists. That's true. We had real people who were smart, educated, accredited, peer-reviewed. We had a staff. We weren't being run by a skeleton crew. I'm not... Right now, he has literally put people that worked at oil companies and Wall Street in charge of everything. This is astronomically worse than anything any liberals ever done before. And that's part of the problem with nuance. Like, I'm trying to explain a nuanced issue and you just you know you're trying to like get back to buzzwords as quickly as possible Uh, because that's more fun bazooka Bazooka. long long gun long gun because because nuance is boring i mean i get it but no i don't think nuance is boring i just don't think the establishment democrats they they would i mean like a fucking a, a, a a dumb a dead parakeet could run the government better than it's being run right now but um Fucking, it'd have a bigger staff if it was a dead parakeet. I guess I just want I want a better savior than what like what our you know this is such a sad like this is what we got versus like but at least this other thing wouldn't be so terrible. I'm like, yeah, but why why does that other thing still have to suck and keep saying the word long gun over and over, you know? Yeah. But I mean, that's why it was always like a you know, a douche versus a giant turd in the past. Yeah. But right now it's you know, I forget which one. I think turd sandwich is what the Democrats are supposed to be. But it's not a turd sandwich versus a douche. It's a turd sandwich versus the fucking apocalypse. So it's like, well, let's make sure we don't all die. And then well, we can um, worry about nuance later. I was talking to somebody about this uh, the other day, but there was a really good article I read on uh, President Benjamin... Uh, was it Benjamin Henry Harrison? Uh, the guy that was the shortest serving president because he was crazy and gave a two-hour inaugural speech in the snow with no clothes or not no clothes on with just short sleeves 
I just showed up naked in the snow. Blah! Yeah, everyone! Nothing to fear but my balls sucking up inside of me. Either way, he ended up getting pneumonia and dying. Uh, but he won the presidency for the same reason I think that Trump gains popularity. And this story was an interesting insight. So Harrison... Uh, won the won the presidency because his opponents tried to label him like a yokel and a hayseed, and okay. Americans love that because they're like, "Hey man, he's just like you and me. I'm a fucking hayseed." So like, the more they tried to feather him as just like this dumb guy, the more people loved him. And I think that had we painted Trump as just like a rich Hollywood elite instead of a dumb guy, that like maybe it would have eroded his support faster. Maybe. I mean, because here's the problem with calling people dumb is that we already called George W. Bush dumb. And he did a I mean, he didn't do a great job. He tanked the economy and he got us into wars that we're still into this day. Forever. And we had we had the biggest terrorist attack on American soil ever under his or foreign terrorist attack under his watch. But we call uh, despite all that he is still miles ahead of trump and he's certainly significantly smarter than trump it's not even close it's not even comparable but because we already used up the word dumb on bush we don't have that word anymore for trump and we cannot properly express to people what a profoundly stupid person this guy is like People who knew him have said it best. No matter how bad you think Donald Trump is at any given thing, he is, in fact, much, much worse at that thing. And he also is a petty narcissist who can't let certain things go. Like if he misspeaks and says a hurricane's headed to Alabama. (laughs) Alabama, He won't let it go, yeah. He will not let it go. He He won't move on. He used a Sharpie to draw on a map, which he then aired on TV to try and show people, look, folks, Hurricane Dorian is headed to Alabama, and I'm the only one who has Alabama's back, Okay. I he think can't just honestly, admit he was wrong. Here's here's my prediction, and I don't I, I don't think he'll get impeached, and I think he'll serve another term. But if he does Ugh. get impeached, I'm willing to lay money down that it'll be something like that map that is what he gets impeached over. <laughs> I know it seems crazy, that? but it'll be some weird little thing that just like it clicks in a in in like Congress's brain that like oh he is absolutely fucking crazy and there'll be something like that if he gets impeached that will be his impeach moment you know what i mean and of yeah. course everyone will be like oh it's cereal box gate like day 3 like you know cuz they like to put gate on everything now but yeah. yeah some weird fucking thing that he does will just one day someone it's like the way that people have been married for 20 years and one day they see the way that like their husband uh maybe like you know eats spaghetti and it's just like and that's when it i knew I didn't love him. <laughs> and in fact, I wanted him to die. <laughs> so yeah, I think there'll be some... a shovel in the backyard. Yeah, there'll be some weird thing, and then like you'll have enough Republicans peel off to be like, we got to beat him to death with a shovel in the backyard. We just cannot continue. And when I first showed my husband the shovel, he was like, I'm sorry, can I see a gun? But little did he realize <laughs> I had been doing insanity workout too. <laughs> Couldn't get away. So... Uh, let's go into our second Dear Wesley, if you'd like. Let us roll. Dear Wesley, smart home turns husband into big brother. Though that's kinky off the bat. Oh, yes. Well, because it turned husband into big brother? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like one of the most um, popular search results on uh, Pornhub. <laughs> Husband to Big Brother. Yeah. Uh, Dear Wesley, in this age of smart homes where everything can be synced up by an app with notifications, are we wrong to feel a loss of privacy? Um, you are wrong, I think, because you can just delete the app and not buy the fucking devices. That's on you. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, y'all chose to put it. It's like saying, it's like, oh, you know, we put a bunch of creepy dolls in our house and now it feels like eyes are always on us. Isn't it just a shame that that's uh, how things are today? So no, the world's you put them there. So the world's coming to, you know, uh, we're all in the pocket of a uh, big creepy doll. Yep. So I work from home. So I am mainly at home during the day. Yeah, well, that's what work from home means, you dumbass. Yeah. So my husband gets alerts every time the front door is opened. If a package is delivered, he receives an image of the package. He can track the electricity usage from our solar production. He can turn off the lights and open the skylight from his phone. Well, I don't see why that would be necessary, but all right. Today he texted me that I shouldn't be running the dryer during certain peak hours. He then shut it off remotely. I have nothing to hide. I would delete the app immediately. Oh, I would delete the app and, like, I would delete my marriage. <laughs> I have nothing to hide, but I'm increasingly annoyed at my own actions are being tracked. He's micromanaging me from afar. How should I handle this? Holy uh, shit. Again, I, like this one. I like this story so much better than the last one. I have an opinion about this one. Uh, well, I, I keep my same opinion. Divorce his ass. Dude, I'm sorry. That makes me so angry. If I've got something in the dryer... And you remotely turn the dryer off. My wet clothes are going to like, you know, sour. Like I need them dried so I can fold them. I have a plan. Yeah, yeah. So, um, okay. So the app's on his phone, so she probably can't delete it till he gets back. But you can take your wet clothes out of the um, the dryer and just throw it all over his stuff and say it's just going to dry there. I think and I would just whenever rest- he gets I would home, keep, I would keep delete- restarting restarting the dryer. Oh, I bet you could just unplug the router. Oh, that is a good idea. I still want to like cover his um shit in my wet clothes because that would be funny. But okay, if you really want to salvage your clothes, if they're like your favorite stuff, then pick out a few articles that you don't like, throw it on like his TV or his Xbox or something that would ruin, and then just like keep restarting it for the rest while uh, unplugging the router so that you can finish drying your good stuff. And then whenever he gets home, delete the app off his phone and say we're not doing this shit anymore. Yeah, that seems insane that someone would be like, hey, I... Also, what does he do where he's at work just watching his electricity usage? Yeah, I mean, is the electricity bill really that bad? They have solar panels, so it can't be. Oh, you're right. I didn't even think about that. So it's not even... No, darling, the sun sun's too hot right now. You gotta wash it at a different hour. The sun is fucking free. Yeah, like, oh, fuck that, dude. Like, ooh... I don't know why that makes me so angry, but like, oh man, I would, yeah, I would fuck his life up. I would, I would immediately unplug all of the, uh, cause I would assume that if you unplug the Wi-Fi, he loses access to everything except for maybe yeah. the electricity usage meter, you know, like I'm sure that's a digital meter. So you unless you unplug all the, the, but yeah, he wouldn't be able to see any of the other devices if they have no fucking internet. Right. So yeah. Or, um, if he insists like if he keeps hooking it all back up, I would make sure I have the app on my phone, and just whenever he's home one day, I just randomly start opening windows, ringing the doorbell, opening the skylight, just like fucking with him nonstop, like in the movie Poltergeist. But oh, I I'd Poltergeist. get a, Oh, I'd get some friends, and we would just stage an abduction and a murder while he watched <laughs> from work. 
You know that would I mean? be amazing. Yes. Like just some dude in a ski mask like runs up and kicks the door open and then just like me struggling and screaming as I'm dragged out into a car. Uh, <laughs> and then I would do that at least once a month until he stopped fucking around. Do that, and then at the very end of it, unplug the Wi-Fi from a blind spot so he can't see it. Then get back into the house, set everything back up so the police are called, right? He calls the police saying, my wife's been kidnapped. I just saw it happen. The police get there, and then you're just sitting on the couch, and you're like, no, none of that happened. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, no one came here. Look, the door's oh, fine. Would, Everything's fine. I would gaslight would, him, yeah. Yeah, well, I, I don't even... I, I would stage like, it and then reset so that he just called the police for no reason, and then everyone e- looks at him like he's crazy. I don't even like the term gaslighting. I like the... What was it? Um, The, the cartoon Singing Frog? The WB the, I would, Frog? Yeah, I would Singing Frog him. Yeah, exactly, where he'd be like, I swear to God, the frog sings, and they're like, sir... When's the last time you had a mental health check? <laughs> but no, seriously, <laughs> like, he was singing, hello, my darling, hello, my... God damn it, yeah. Yeah, hello I like that. Baby, like, hello, my darling, hello, my ragtime gal. If we could get him, like, basically classified as insane and, um, what do you call it? What's the word I'm looking for? Committed. I would be happy with that because nobody fucks with my laundry. Yeah, yeah. And so I would commit his ass to um, a straight jacket. Nice. And then when I he's... Would... Then when he's totally crazy and he's in a mental institution and he's had a complete breakdown, you just, like, go visit him. And when nobody else is around to hear it, you can just be like, I fake the whole thing. That'll teach you to fuck with my laundry. (laughs) (laughs) And then just walk away and, like, live your life. But, you know, I'm picturing having, like, a little sliding thing that you can, like, slide up to talk to the person in the room. Like, you slide it up and then you're just standing there like jigsaws. You say, game over then slam (laughs) it down and walk off game over bitch yeah no i like that that's god what a fucking psycho so uh to answer the dear amy that's our that is our advice oh it's a dear wesley oh what you should do is all you should uh um do your laundry with a little bit of mustard because uh i feel like wesley would give laundry tips what you gotta do is just give all your laundry to your mom, and then she'll go down to the local laundromat. Unless it's Saturdays, because mom's always telling me that there's too many Mexicans there on Saturday. Oh. So I guess in the big news for today uh, that we haven't covered is everybody's being murdered by hurricanes. The uh, yeah. Um, I mean, kind of. The- this has been the best hurricane ever for me though because everything's been like canceled and shut down this entire week and it never brushed me like where where i live in georgia was in the path but we ended up getting like five minutes of rain one day and a bit of windy weather well there's a couple things i didn't like about this um number one uh a bunch of people were putting up like really funny memes about hurricane dorian being super slow and this that and the other right well, yeah, at one point, it, um, I think it upgraded to a Category 4, and it just sat on the Bahamas for that's what I was going say. one mile an hour. So that's what just bothered like, me, is everyone's like, well, I guess it's going to take forever. <laughs> and I'm like, you do realize that this superstorm is sitting over a populated island just murdering people right now, right? Like, Yeah, I got... It's, um, it's just paused over people destroying their houses, and you're like, well, I guess it's going to take forever to get here. Oh, you're so bad. That's funny. Yeah, it's killing people right now. Yeah, and I um I got tricked at one point in our uh, group conversation because uh, 
let's see, you had posted something about school pizzas, and I did like a joke about it, and then you responded, uh, you know, uh, damn it, I thought you were serious for a second, and so I typed LOL, exclamation mark, all caps, I go to hit enter, and then Wesley posts about the hurricane sitting on top of the Bahamas, and that pops up there, and then as soon as hurricane on top of the Bahamas slaughtering people goes up, my LOL pops up right below it, and I'm like, son of a bitch! Well, I think in 2019... And then I have to, like, quickly explain, no, I'm laughing at Peter and the pizza. No, I think that makes sense. In 2019, you know, you can follow a thread and realize, oh, they're laughing at the other thing. Unless you're, like, a, um, a baby boomer and you're like, why is he laughing at the Bahamas? I can't... Everything <laughs> in a conversation via text, the next thing texted must correspond to the thing before it. Yep. Um, but yeah, so they're so they're they're fucking devastated, which is is terrible. Like, um, just the whole fucking the whole places on the island are just fucking gone. Yeah. The weird is. thing, the weird thing, I don't understand. I saw some videos from like the Bahamas, and I've seen these other places. So when floods hit, people are always getting trapped in their attic, and I don't understand uh, what makes people be like. I know what room is safe. A room where uh, <clears throat> there's only one exit in the floor where the water's coming from. Let's go to the attic. I mean, I guess you're trying to get away from the floodwaters, but it's yeah, like... Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> you're, you're, going, you're going up as the water goes up, but you kind of trap yourself there. Yeah, but it's like, at the very least, cut a, find a <clears throat> you know, plan to cut a hole in your roof. Um, yeah. Or don't go in the attic. Go anywhere else. Like, I'd... I'd rather get swept away by floodwaters and take my and, uh, chance than, like, drown in my own attic, you know? Yeah, in New Orleans, people managed to get to work their way to their roofs, but I think that's because their attics were already flooded at that point, now that I think yeah. about it. <clears throat> but, I mean, I, can't, I don't, I don't want to blame anybody for anything they do during a hurricane because it's... Uh, it's, it's, yeah. oh, it's, it's terrible. So, like, I'm, yeah, I'm just thinking about the attic in the house that I grew up <clears throat> at, and I was just thinking that would be the most unpleasant thing ever because there was no ac up there yeah. it was dusty it had that stuff uh what is it called fiberglass fiberglass like fiber, fiberglass insulation yeah yeah padded everywhere so i would be itchy there's nowhere to sit uh you have to walk on certain boards and my parents showed me like early on it's like walk on these boards not on these those will fall through the roof and ugh, yeah that would just be the worst place to have to be for any amount of time yeah, uh, like I would, I would, uh, I don't know what I would do when I, I guess uh, if, I would, if I was in a hurricane, I would just hang out somewhere and try not to die of a flood. I don't know. I guess if it was going to flood, I'd have a boat handy. I'd find a way to get a boat or some kind of inflatable. Yeah, that, uh, that does sound, that does sound like you, something you would have, just a boat hanging around. Well, I mean, like, uh, you know, I did like once travel from oh. one island to another uh, using nothing but a kiddie pool and, uh, a little floaty thing. I remember that. That was amazing. Yeah, that was uh, that was fun. Also, probably way more dangerous <laughs> than I realized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it sounded dangerous when you told me about it. Because people but, were like, I mean, people that's... were just coming by in boats, going, "Are y'all okay?" And we're like, "Yeah, we're just swimming from one island to another in the ocean." With a are y'all, inflated... uh, are y'all doing that on purpose? Yeah. Oh an God. Infl an inflatable kiddie pool. Yup. Yeah, the so math the must be good where you get it. So the hurricane's killing people, which is unfortunate. Like, um, and the thing is, we're gonna have more of these. Like, yeah, uh, this is this is just hurricane one of hurricane season. We are going to get 
pummeled this year. It is going to be the worst. I just moved down by the ocean in my new apartment, and I'm going to be very upset if my apartment building blows away. I don't think that uh, New York gets that many hurricanes, do they? Uh, they just they had Superstorm Sandy uh, a few years ago, and that was a minor storm, and it uh, fucked the city up. Because mm. remember, um, we're a collection of islands surrounded by salt water, and salt water ruins everything that makes these islands inhabitable. Uh, well, I mean, where I'm at is Georgia, and we have been getting so many hurricanes lately. Because I remember growing up, hurricanes would always miss Georgia. That was always the running gag, that it would hit Florida, bounce off, go up to the Carolinas, and then just sort of scootaloo off to wherever it's going. Right. That The joke was always, I remember being back in elementary school saying, oh, another giant hurricane's coming. Who cares? It won't hit Georgia. They never hit Georgia. Last three years, they have just been pounding the hell out of Georgia. Like, um, well, that's, that, Matthew, used to... Irma... Well, it used to be it used to be because um, Georgia's coast is kind of like a bowl, and what would happen was the way the hurricane was turning, it would hit that bowl and spin on up into the Carolinas and miss Georgia. But as the hurricanes get bigger and get worse because of climate change, uh, you're going to see just areas. I'm interested to see how humans are going to adapt. So, if you live in an area that has been devastated by a hurricane three years in a row, do you still live there? Do you rebuild in such a way that it's hurricane proof? Like, what do you do? I mean, I know it's kind of human nature to just think quarterly because that's how businesses think, and businesses control how most people in America in particular think these days. Because, I mean, they control... Well, if you built... Commercials, you... they, control, they control people's cognition of reality for the most part. So because they only think quarterly, I think people only think quarterly, so they so just don't plan past the next If you built a house day. out of just, like, solid concrete... Uh, that would be flood-proof and hurricane-proof, right? Just like a one-story concrete house? I don't, I don't know. And then you could just keep coming back to that and putting the windows back in and, like, replacing <laughs> your carpet and stuff? I mean, maybe, but that would still be, like, a lot of repairs to do every single year, and that sounds... I don't know. I'd have to actually see the type of home you're talking about and also read st- studies to see what homes are the... You know, most impervious to Well, hurricanes. I'm just sick of just like the, uh, and this is what bothers me. There's so many, it's hurricanes are becoming like, like mass shootings where you hear the same dumb shit over and over. And my favorite, like, you know, storm That's... natural disaster dumb shit is like, we will rebuild. This will not stop us. We will come back stronger. And I'm like, y- you won't come back stronger, that's for sure. But also, maybe don't build <laughs> here again because it's not a triumph of the human spirit to build a fucking house that's been flooded out three times. Change the design of the house, fucking assholes. Yeah. Like, I so, just, I, I hate that, you know? Like, it's not like going to the moon, you know what I mean? Like, it's not, and it's not a celebration of, like, human will and endeavor. It's just dumb. Yeah. So speaking of um, hurricanes being as common as mass shootings, there is one other mass shooting I want to bring up that happened this past week. Just did the hurricane did the hurricane pick up an to... ammo factory and just start throwing bullets at a kindergarten festival? P- P- Peter, uh, the only thing that can stop a bad hurricane with a gun is a good hurricane with a gun. <laughs> if only a, if only we had loaded we if only we had armed more hurricanes, we could have stopped that one. Yeah. So um, the reason this one is significant to me is because it's just the most American thing I've ever heard, right? Like, it's the new America. It is what, it is the apple pie of today. So there were seven deaths in uh, Odessa, Texas, 21 shooting victims, three police shot. That's the last time I heard it. I eventually stopped looking at updates. One of the victims 
was uh, Anderson Davis, a 17-month-old little girl who was shot in the face. Her parents started a GoFundMe, which uh, the Muckrakers Twitter account uh, has tweeted out for anyone interested. You can find it at those Muckrakers on but Twitter. She, but she survived? Yes, she survived. She's in the hospital, and her parents need money to help keep her alive. They've God raised, damn. I think, $100,000 or yeah. more at this point. But I just I wanted to take a moment to reflect upon the fact that right now we're looking at a situation where we need money to get help for a gunshot victim. And that is the most American thing I've ever heard. A horrid yeah, healthcare, a horrid healthcare system mixed with the blood god NRA's dirty work. Yeah, basically, like we're like, hey, we need some donations to get this baby's face fixed. Like, you mean babies don't just get their faces fixed for free in your country? The hell's wrong with you guys? Yeah, and it was only shot because the NRA is trying to maximize gun sales and make it as easy as possible. Just to sell as many guns as possible. That's all they do. They are shills for arms manufacturers. They are lobbyists. They are a front. They might have started as something good 40 years ago, but nowadays they just have a lot of brainwashed members that keep paying in to something based on a very loose narrative. Have you ever of, thought about possibly banning long guns? Long guns. Maybe bazookas. So maybe we can... And uh, well, here's the, here's Texas the, also yeah. AR-15, by the way. But. Here's the problem with here's the problem with the uh, the NRA. Um, reasonable gun owners don't have an alternative organization. So uh, if somebody out there was to get the um, to get a grassroots movement going of starting an alternative to the NRA that promotes reasonable gun ownership for sports and you know defense and uh, uh, hunting, I think you would see the NRA. They're already bleeding, but I think you would They're, see them bleed even more members. There, I mean, people have tried. Uh, there's a, um, a thing in business called a critical mass where once a business has reached past a certain point, it is virtually impossible for any competitor to ever surpass them. Mm-hmm. It's like how, um, you know, Ask Jeeves and Yahoo and Google all used to be on the same playing field. But right. nowadays, Google is so far beyond them that we couldn't fathom Yahoo ever catching up to Google again, right? That's just, that's not possible. A new search, like, Bing can't just come out and um, be the well, next that's where the Well, that's why the government's supposed to enact antitrust laws to keep monopolies from forming, which they're finally looking into Google and Facebook, and I'm like, so you're just now figuring out that these companies are monopolies, you fucking assholes. But- Right. So um, once a business is that big, then not only do they have such incredible name brand recognition, everyone's talking about them, they're the most likely to get new people using them, but also they can pay tremendous amounts of money to crush the competition if the competition ever begins to get a leg up. They can do something to them to stop them. And well, that brings w- us back to the NRA. The NRA is so big that anyone that tries to start like a, um, a smart alternative, the NRA can just you know spread propaganda about them, can spread dirt, do whatever, and uh, squash them. Right, but so, if we you know. if we name ourselves like the NRA, but like the A is actually something else that looks like an A, like so all their propaganda would be like self-destroying because it would look like someone was spreading propaganda about the NRA. I mean, nah, there's uh, there's different laws in place about that that they could get us with. Um, they could try, but we it. could, but we could just keep opening organization after organization, like. And Unless so, they're successful with the lawsuits, they could keep us tied up in court forever. Yeah, that's only if you show up to court. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean court yeah, court I only works. We'll just... Court only works if you go. 
I mean, if you don't, Trump. If you, Trump actually proved that, by the way. He's that's why he's currently in the middle of like over four thousand lawsuits before becoming president. Yeah, because he keeps stiffing contractors, but no one can successfully sue him because there's such a backlog of exactly. um, people that he owes so money to, and we he get always back- drags out every case. So he gets to keep stiffing contractors forever. He's a major, major criminal. Yeah, I don't I'm think te- people are fully you, we, aware of what a use, criminal he is. We use the Trump method to get the NRA to try to take us to court. But our name is so similar to the NRA that anytime they try to slander us, they slander themselves, and then we tie them up in court forever, and then they're destroyed as an organization. It's great. Uh, maybe. But we would need a small loan of uh, $250 million from our fathers to uh, get started with the Trump Okay, method. yeah, that's the only thing. And my dad's not giving me any money because he died a long time mm-hmm. ago. And... Uh, I didn't even know. I didn't, and I, you know, this is probably the biggest thing I regret about my father's death at the time. I did not think about organ sales. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. could probably could have got a nice, could have got a nice inheritance by selling his organs. Then again, maybe cool not. Million dollars. He did have cancer. I don't know if anybody wants cancer organs. Uh, some of them might have been okay. Though, <laughs> how how creepy do you think it would be for the organ buyer in the black market if like a ten year old showed up with a corpse behind them saying how much get how much for this? Well, it's uh it's funny you talk about like uh, digging through organs like you're looking for fresh fruit at Walmart. Um, there was yeah. did we talk about my my favorite uh, uh, Mexican singer was dying of liver cancer? Did we talk about Vincente Fernandez? And then the organ buyer would be like, give me the body. And he pulls a knife and little kid Peter would be like, show me a gun. But uh, <laughs> well, no, you haven't mentioned the singer. So Vincente Fernandez has liver cancer and it's going to kill him. And they were like, you need to get a liver transplant. And he, he this is what he said. He was like, I don't want one because how do I know that it's not a gay liver? Well, I like, think he deserves to die then. Well, yeah, well, that was my thing. I go, you know, that's really horrible. That's very like bigoted. But also... You know what? If you hate gay people so much, you're willing to die of liver cancer. Maybe you're gay. And maybe I'm okay with that. It's like, good, you took your stand and it's going to kill you and only you. You know, I can, uh, in some strange, twisted way, I can almost respect that. Because his decision only affects him in this case and you know right. anyone that cares about him but yeah it would it would be like if i was like you know if i was wounded and they rushed me in the emergency window emergency room and i was like no don't fix me i don't want a black doctor and then like <laughs> i just like and that decision just killed me and only me because of my racism yeah there's almost like a weird it's fucked up but there's almost like a weird respect for it like well, I mean, I guess it killed you, and then also there'll be you won't be able to spread these ideas anymore. So I guess good on you. Yep. But also, couldn't he just request that they ask the liver person if they were gay? I mean, like, is there a glut of gay livers? Is like, there's no other, there's no alternative. Like, the only match think, is a gay man. I think, um, like, if he's just like pulling organs from a pool, I don't. They might all be a anonymously donated or like fresh from a car wreck victim or something but like nobody around him because he's like a really famous singer like no and he's kind of old no he one could, around him you mean he could like ask his uh, fans and stuff it's like could any non-gay livers step forward he could or like could anybody or his handlers go oh yeah 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 we verified that it's definitely not from a gay person like because that's not something he like he could prove or disprove so all he needs i think would be to be reassured right like yes this may like have someone dress up like a doctor and be like, I'm a doctor. This liver is certified not gay. 
what if a surprising number of his fans are gay and by the time they're done shuffling through them all to find a not gay one that's willing to give up their liver, it could not be delivered to him in time? Well, like I said, if you're so afraid of uh, gay people that you don't want a gay Peter liver... Peter never acknowledges my puns. I don't because, uh, yeah, I just I don't think we should. I think we should negotiate with... <laughs> We should not negotiate with terrorists, and we should not we should not acknowledge your puns. Mm, mm, mm. I see how it is. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, yeah. So Vincente Fernandez, uh, good on you. At least you're willing to slowly die of cancer from your principles. Uh, yeah, I mean, all right. He should probably get on um, changing his mind if he wants to, though, because doesn't the liver spread like super or spread cancer out super fast? Also, and I'm pretty sure there's a very small uh, get your liver here window because of the way the doning the donor thing works. Yeah, and also like they're because not, of how fast that's going to kill him. Yeah, they're not just keeping that liver in like the refrigerator. Like, you want it yet? Okay, well, well, we'll put it in the fridge in case you do. Okay, think, it's right here in the Tupperware container. Because I think as soon as someone is just like, uh, I don't know, they're like, all right, on to the next match because it's a very perishable thing yeah. and people really need them. One of these days, we're going to have 3D printed organs. And uh, back when I was still a smoker, that's what I was banking on to stay alive, is that mm -hmm. I could live just long enough to have like new um, lungs 3D printed and then like inserted into myself. But uh, I don't think this guy's going to make it long enough for uh, organic 3D printing to be a thing. Yeah, well, I'm banking on uh, my fitness regimen getting me in good enough shape and my eating regimen getting me in good enough shape uh, that that'll just. Um... That I think what will happen is I'll get in really good shape and then I'll get some kind of like really bad illness. And the only reason that I'll live is because I was in really good shape, but the illness will cancel out my fitness and it'll put me right back to my pre-fit stage. Oh, no. And then you'll have to do it all again. Yeah. So, like, I'll be like, I'm in super shape. And then I'm like, got to learn to walk again. But I'm not dead. I'm like, God damn it. Yep. Well, uh, that's, uh, as, as they say, I guess, uh, that's the show. Uh, that's the way the long gun crumbles. Bazooka. Uh, <laughs> Bazooka. <laughs> uh, Pat, you want to hit him with the, uh, the socials? I do. So you can find us at Those Muckrakers on Twitter, where I don't know if the uh, GoFundMe is still going on right now, but uh, Anderson Davis, a 17-month-old little girl who was shot in the face, uh, that's still posted there if you want to see that, as well as like a nice long rant about um, AR-15s and a bunch of other stuff. We've um, been tweeting out a surprising number of viral tweets lately, so that's been fun. 30 to 50 I wild hogs! Uh, I uh, I finally got to where I stopped responding to everyone that responded to uh, the viral tweets, like just because that became exhausting. Yeah, like, you're doing it wrong. Times, you, the first few you, times it happened, it was like, that was amazing. I'll argue with these people. I'll talk to them. Nowadays, it's like, no, screw it. Let people talk among themselves. I'm good. Yeah, if you're tweeting, if you're tweeting and it's going viral, yeah, you don't talk to those people. What are you doing? That's crazy. Uh, I mean, it, it was fascinating at first, but now it's just like, whatever. Uh, what else? Uh, you can write in your own Dear Amy's to us, which will become our Dear Wesley's, you, where you can uh, tell us all about your relationship problems and uh, family problems and tell us about like your significant other's family and how you get along with them uh, at thosemuckrakers at gmail.com. Write us in your stories. We'll read them on the air and uh, give you life advice, which you probably should not follow. 
And additionally, uh, we have book one of our book series that has just come out on Amazon. You can find that by going to Amazon and looking up the title of the first one, Give Me Back My Life, book one in the Dusk Belt series by W.P. Thrift uh, on Amazon. You can get it on Kindle or you can get it on uh, physical. I just actually got the physical copy myself the other day, and it's actually way nicer than I thought it would be. So uh, buy our books so we can do this all the time. If you buy enough of our books, then I'll tell you what, if you, the listening audience, buy so many of our books that we can do this for a living, we'll I'll go do it two I'll, episodes a week. I'll do it naked. <laughs> we'll do two naked episodes a week. I'll do this be super pun. awkward whenever we do like the hundredth episode special and we're like in the same room having to like record naked. I'll do this podcast naked while holding a long gun. <laughs> My penis. A long gun bazooka. <laughs> bazookas are killing long guns bazookas and also the uh, the demand for the book will also give us great energy to get the uh, the second one out which should be out in what october i think so i'm just super happy out of everything i don't know if anybody's bought the book but i do know that you said that your mother read it and you've been writing for 30 years and your mother has thought the writing thing is just a phase for 30 years so just the yeah. fact that we got her to be like it was a good book but the ending was a downer i'm like Man, all right, I feel confident now. If if that if your if if your hateful mom likes our book, then everyone else should be uh, a shoe in. I know, right? It's the strangest thing ever. I've written so many books, and I have gotten a lot of people to read them. Right? I've had professors read them, and I had one uh, literary professor. She read it. What was her name? I can't remember. It doesn't matter. And she came back to me and said, oh, this book is so good that I'm shaking. I can't wait to see this thing published. That was Everyone's Legend, by the way, which is mm -hmm. also available on Amazon Kindle. If y'all look up Everyone's Legend, it's the first one in the series. Uh, there's a bunch more that I put out there, but those are all just books I threw out there. Y'all buy it, don't buy it, I don't care. The one I want you to buy is uh, Dusk Belt, Give Me Back My Life. That's Dusk Belt Book One on Amazon. Buy it in physical buy the physical copy and you can get the Kindle copy for a quarter. That's yep. like a special that pops up whenever you buy it. I always hate people that advertise in their podcast, but now I have something to advertise and I'm like, I've become I, what I hate. I believe that it's always okay to advertise at the very end of your podcast, right? Like uh, we, um, this is where we can, it's okay to shill after all the stuff is done. Yeah. Well, everyone else always just like uh, uh, puts, they started putting it in the middle. Cause I guess people like me just hear the end of the podcast and then just like cut it off. Cause they don't want to hear the ads. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if we really wanted to be cheeky about it, we'd have like, uh, we'd do a teaser at the start of the podcast and then within the first five minutes pitch our book and then like also in the middle, then throw it in again at the end. Yep. But well, whenever we get like a Squarespace sponsorship or something, we might have to do that. But we'll buy our stuff, happens. follow our things, listen to our next episode. Buy our stuff and don't use Squarespace until they give us a deal. Yeah. Long gun. Long bazooka gun. <laughs> Ricky, Ricky Ticky Tavi. Do you have a bazooka? I have to see a knife. The sound the bazookas made was Ricky Ticky Tavi. Ricky Tappy Ticky, Ticky Tappy Took. <laughs>